All discussion during the Invest Wisely program is intended for informational and educational purposes. It is not an offer to buy or sell or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or instrument or to participate in any particular trading strategy. We do not offer tax, accounting, or legal advice. Consult your tax or legal advisor before making any decision that could affect your tax or legal situation. All investing involves risk, including the possible loss of principal. You should carefully consider investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of any investment before investing. Diversification and asset allocation do not guarantee a profit or guarantee against loss. Securities and investment advisory services are offered by Robert W. Baird & Company, Incorporated, a registered broker, dealer, and investment advisor, member NYSE, FINRA, and SIPC. And welcome once again to Invest Wisely with Walt Sakira of the AKW Group, affiliated with the R.W. Baird Company. They include all practices of, of financial management, including investing with clients' money, individually owned stock portfolios, and also financial planning, wealth management, and more. The lines are open this hour, half hour, to talk to talk to Walt Secure. I'm sorry, to talk to Walt Secure. Three three zero six seven three one two three four eight hundred six six nine four one hundred. Walt, another another week of a very very volatile stock market has concluded. Uh, what were some of the highlights of last week's trading? Yeah, Bob. Last week uh, was the classic roller coaster ride uh, for the markets. Um, we did see the S&P 500 index extend its losing streak now to four weeks, um, but the NASDAQ did edge higher um, based on Friday. Uh, so if we look at the week last week, the Dow Jones was off 483 points. It closed at 27,173. Uh, we were off 1.7% for the week and still off 4.8% year-to-date. The S&P 500 index, which is probably the most broadly followed index, uh, was off 21 points last week, closed at 3,298.46, off 0.6% for the week, and again, year-to-date, uh, 2.1%. Uh, the NASDAQ, as we mentioned, closed up 1.1%, and year-to-date is still up 21.6%. So those NASDAQ stocks, uh, that, that NASDAQ composite has, again, some of those higher tech stocks and biotech and some of the uh, you know, stocks that have really performed well this year. And then the Russell 2000, um, we talked about the week before. These are the smaller cap stocks. Uh, had a good week the week before, and then last week gave it all back. It was off about 4% and uh, for the week, and again, we're off about 11.6% uh, year-to-date on those small stocks. Uh, you know, again, the market continues to, you know, move forward here and into the last quarter of the year. You know, we're, we're approaching the end of the third quarter. Um, a lot of the same things that we're, we've been talking about, Bob. Um, you know, we the political situation, uh, the coronavirus. Um, you know, just the general economy. Uh, if the economy will continue to recover, and you know, again, we, we we're getting mixed signs of some areas of strength and some areas of weakness. So we continue to look at those uh, items, and you know, we we've looked at a lot of stocks and, and companies that we follow, and you know, put a lot of weight on. On the business models, we, we always say we don't buy the stock market, we buy individual companies, and I think that's what allows me to continue to sleep at night for, for the discipline we use and the way we invest for our clients here.
And, of course, when the market does go up and down like it has been, uh, people do get a little bit concerned. As you say, you invest for the long term. You invest uh, in the quality uh, stocks that you have, uh, have have belief and faith in. So have your clients been bothering you, uh, calling you, saying, oh, OMG, I think things are, are horrible, What what's happening? Or they've been uh, pretty confident that you're taking care of things. Yeah, our clients never, number one, they're never a bother. We, we appreciate every phone call. We try to be proactive and, and make those phone calls before they even think about calling us, Bob. You know, we're constantly on the phone talking to our clients. And, and actually I think a lot of our clients are, are knowledgeable and confident. And, and I think that's what, you know, our strategy allows people to do because when you know what you own and you know why you own it, uh, it's a lot easier to have confidence uh, so you don't get caught up in these headline uh, type of news items. You know, you stop worrying about uh, what the media is saying and what the media is focusing on or what's flashing by your screen on CNBC on a given day. Uh, again, you have to remember the news is sensationalized and it's put out there to make people tune in and listen. And you, you can't do that by telling people everything's going to be okay. But Again, I think our approach makes our clients confident, and it allows us to have the confidence we need to be good stewards of, of the investments and the money that these clients entrust us with. And, of course, the market, as it goes up and goes down, it's affected by many things uh, externally. This year is an election year. We've talked about the potential uh, uh, impact on the market uh, uh, come the results of Election Day. As a, Again, what do you think about what's happening at this point, and are you concerned that uh, something uh, – of a great uh, impact will happen uh, no matter how the election goes? Will the market simply absorb it and continue to do business as usual? Well, Bob, I, I think the election is one of the biggest risks, short-term risks that we have to the market just because of the uncertainty. And there's a high probability that, you know, come November 4th, we're not going to know truly who the winner is. Uh, it'll probably be contested uh, by either side. I, I don't see it being gracious. I see it being very, you know, contentious. And, and that could create a lot of uncertainty and, and, you know, spark up maybe the social unrest again and a lot of things that are happening out there and that aren't good. And, and you know, we could have a really rough month or two uh, as we finish out the year just because of all the uncertainty and all the, uh, I think, the media attention and, and just, you know, how it will divide our country. Um, so hopefully that doesn't happen. Hopefully, you know, but calmer heads prevail and, you know, the, the politicians in Washington realize that it's not about them, you know, that it, they are representatives of us and, and they should do the right thing and not behave like children and, you know, not, not cause more problems for our country. And, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll be pleasantly surprised and, you know, those things won't uh, get out of control. But, you know, my anticipation is that's not going to be the case, and we'll probably have a lot of uncertainty and a lot of a lot of division and a lot of uh, a lot of things that the news will be worrying about over you know maybe the two months following the election. Now we're not talking about again the general concepts about whichever parties in the White House how the economy goes. Uh, supposedly people think that well the Democrats are in the White House uh, the economy will falter because the Democrats like to tax and and have big government spending programs while Republicans like to deregulate and have less tax and have more conservative programs. Yet uh, a couple of weeks ago, you mentioned that historically, the uh, stock market has actually done better under Democratic administrations than Republican administrations. So what does that really really mean as far as a short-term impact on the market or even a long-term view? 
Yeah, we, what we tell our clients is, you know, we we expect volatility, and like we just talked about all the things that could happen. But you know, in the long run, it doesn't matter. And you're right, Bob. You know, the study we we talked about a few weeks ago was by Jeremy Siegel, a famous a Wharton professor that talked about from 1952 uh, through 2020. The Democrats have actually the, the markets have performed better under Democratic uh, White Houses, 10.6 percent compared to 4.8 percent for Republicans. Uh, there was a recent study that just came out by CFRA Research that went back to 1945, and again, they showed the similar results, 11.2% uh, uh, with Democrats versus 6.9% with Republicans. So, uh, you know, I think all the worries and concerns and, you know, the rhetoric that's going on about the market crashing if someone wins or someone loses is, is really, you know, hogwash. I, I don't think it really matters. I, I think what matters is business cycles. Uh, what matters is, you know, uh, the fact that we keep the integrity of our capitalistic system and we reward, you know, companies that create value and consumers typically reward them by where they spend their money. And as we talked about, that's about 70% of our economy. And that's what we're going to continue to focus on and believe in. So we're not going to get caught up in all the short-term, uh, you know, worries that the people have about the market. Again, we're talking to Walt Sakara, who is the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron. We're going to talk about the meat of the matter now, about individual stocks and the market itself. If you have any questions about a stock that you're considering buying or, or selling or wondering if we should keep a, keep a hold on it, give Walt a call right now, 330-673-1234. That's out of Akron, toll free, 800-669-4100 to ask him questions about those particular stocks. We talked about other stocks that Walt has uh, noticed and uh, been, uh, been following in the last week. Uh, now, again, uh, you took a position in uh, Peloton Interactive in your small mid-cap stock portfolio. Uh, you made your purchase uh, in the middle of the month, September 15th, some $83 a share. Uh, so where is uh, Peloton now at the end of the month? Well, Bob, we had an interesting week last week. Uh, Peloton, uh, you know, basically opened up the week with a little bit of strength, and then there was an announcement uh, that they had a competitor come in, uh, Echelon, which has a lower price uh, bike that they had made a deal with Amazon, and they were going to sell their bike at four ninety nine, uh, which is significantly less than Peloton. And we saw the stock immediately go down. Um, and then, you know, that interesting enough that Amazon came out and said they didn't have any such agreement, and then we saw the stock come back up. So. You know, Peloton closed the week at $97 a share, but I, I like to point the story out because it shows how fast, you know, a story can change. I mean, competition from Amazon and, and you know, Echelon, you know, another company maybe putting a deal together would be a, a considerable threat, you know, to Peloton. And, you know, you always have to take a look at the risk, um, and even risk maybe you can't foresee when you first go into a position. Now, of course, competition, while it's the lifeblood of, a, of our economy, can also be a very risky for a particular company, a particular stock. Now, since you saw this, this uh, again, even a rumored uh, competitor come into the market for Peloton and the stock dropped, uh, do you uh, have any different uh, view now on, on the stock or on uh, that kind of announcement, uh, especially considering the announcement didn't turn out to be absolutely true? No, we're, we're still very confident in Peloton. We think they have a, a unique opportunity here to become the leader. Uh, maybe to demand some premium pricing. A lot of it will be to do what they do with their offering, um, you know, what type of instructors they have, you know, how reliable their services, their delivery, you know, the fulfillment of the orders that they have. Um, there's always space in the market for, you know, a high price and a lower price. And 
Uh, so we like Pelton's position, and we'll continue to invest. But, I mean, again, we'll keep track of those uh, competitors. And, you know, wherever there's money being made, Bob, there's going to be competitors. You know, companies don't sit around and just go, wow, look at that company making money. I mean, you know, companies come to where the money is, where the margins are, and there'll be competition for Pelton for sure. Again, we're talking to Walt Sakira of the AKW Group here in Akron with the Stock Talk. Questions about stocks in the market are welcome now at 330-673-1234 and 800-669-4100, toll free, and on WNIR.com. Now, Walt, you talk about another term in using the, in the industry about a stock having a moat, M-O-A-T. Uh, moat is, uh, I guess, apparently something that creates a competitive advantage. For a company, that something could protect the sales and the earnings and even its own business model. So well, what is it? Peloton's moat? Yeah, Peloton doesn't have a moat, Bob. I mean, they're trying to develop one. You know, what they'd like to have is probably a great brand, you know, which would then be, a, you know, an intangible asset. You know, brands are definitely a moat. Um, a moat is a, a term that was made famous by Warren Buffett, you know, talking about these competitive advantages. And uh, there's some ones out there we really pay attention to. You know, we talk about intangible assets like brands, uh, patents, regulatory licenses are definitely moats that we think, you know, can protect revenues and earnings and companies. Uh, switching costs, you know, a lot of companies create a... You know, really, you kind of continue to do business because the cost of switching is really high and you just don't want to deal with it. Uh, the network economies that you have, you know, things like Amazon, you think about how powerful they are because there's just so many, you know, retailers on there now and so many product reviews, so many users, you know, the confidence uh, of, the, of the system, the network becomes an advantage. And some companies have cost advantages, uh, you know, through process, location, scale, scale, or maybe access to a unique product or asset. Um, so, again, we, we really try to focus in on, you know, what we think gives companies a true competitive advantage. And uh, Peloton wants one. They'll work for one. Hopefully they can become a great brand over time. But right now I'd say they don't have one. So there's a difference then between a real deal moat and a mistaken moat. There is, Bob. You know, in mistaken moats, a lot of times people say things like, well, they have great products or they have really strong market share. Or they, you know, great management, great execution. I mean, those are all great words, but I'm not sure they really create competitive advantages. So I think you got to make sure you know where a competitive advantage lies and you know how to measure it and look at the metrics that support it. And then, you know, that helps make a good investment decision. But don't get caught up in these people telling you, you know, something's good because, it's, you know, it's good. It's, it's not good enough for us. <laughs> <laughs> another stock and another company that people are watching with great interest is the, uh, car auto, or the electric car company, Tesla. Uh, and they had their big battery day. This past week. Now, did that uh, battery day give the uh, stock uh, charged up, if you will? Well, you know, Bob, it was interesting. The battery day kind of fell flat. You know, it just really didn't give the excitement to the market that, you know, I think all the analysts had hoped. Um, You know, they have a long ways to go. And, and again, they're going to have a lot of competition, too. You know, I think what you see is uh, Volkswagen out there, uh, you know, is, is announced that, you know, they have a, a new electric car and, they, you know, a unique kind of process with that. So, again, that competition is going to be there for Tesla as well. But, um, again, Tesla has, like we talk about it often, you know, great technology, very good company. But I don't think they have any magic bullet. Um, they can continue to work hard and build that competitive advantage and that economic moat for themselves as, as they go forward as well. So you have to look at a stock like Tesla and can't get too bedazzled by uh, by the uh, market talk or the high expectations from the from the company. Uh, that could even be another risk for an investor to get uh, swayed, if you will, by the PR and not look at the actual fundamentals. 
Yeah, absolutely, Bob. I think there's always a difference between a great stock and a great company. You know, I I a lot of times don't debate great companies. You know, Tesla is a great company, but whether it's a great stock or not, that has a whole different meaning to me. And I think valuation and you know, making sure you buy something that hasn't gotten ahead of itself. Uh, those those are important things to consider before you put money into an investment. Once again, we're talking to Walt Secura of the AKW Group here in Akron. Uh, phone lines are open for your questions about the market, individual stocks at 330-673-1234 and 800-669-4100. Uh, another stock. Now, you do not own the stock, but it's a very, very well-known company, Nike. The uh, sports shoe people, they reported their results last week, and uh, I guess they're doing pretty well, even in the uh, COVID-19 year of 2020. They're doing e-commerce. they got, of course, some great, powerful brands. So what do you think now of Nike's results, and do you think that you would be interested in putting on uh, a pair of Nike shoes in your portfolio soon? <laughs> I was like Nike, Bob. It was a stock way back at the beginning of my career. I remember when I was uh, doing my MBA, it was one of the a stock that I did a research report on, uh, you know, many, many, many years ago. And I've, I've loved the company, loved the brand, you know, bought a lot of Nike for my kids. You know, I own some Nike apparel. It's it's very easy company to understand. Again, this is a company that truly has created an economic moat because of that brand. You know, it's nobody ever you see that swoosh, you know what it is and you know what it means. And just do it comes to mind. I mean, all those things show the, imp- and the incredible branding that they've done in consumers' minds. Uh, you know, this is a, a company that sells worldwide, 400 factories around the world and 40 countries. Uh, when you think about growth potential in emerging markets like China, I mean, Nike is a company that has incredible runway. Um, so, again, when we look at the, the quarter, you know, we knew this was going to be a tough year for all retailers. Um, Nike's made a lot of uh, changes, and, you know, they kept their sales uh, at $10.6 billion, uh, only off a percent from the year prior, and they, they found a way to put a 10% earnings number up for the quarter, and yeah, it's pretty impressive, and the stock has responded to that. So Nike is the stock we, we've always admired and liked and, and one that could find its way into our portfolio someday. Again, we're talking to Walt Sakira, the managing partner of the AKW Group here in Akron. Let's take your calls now at WNIR. Good morning. You're on the air. Good morning. I actually have two quick questions, and I'm very interested in hearing your opinion. First of all, the, the company Generac, as far as future investment, uh, they've had a good run lately. And my second question is there is a dramatic shortage in ammo, handgun ammo for the consumer. Is there an opportunity there for any investment? Thank you. Okay. You know, I'm going to have to do a little research on that one for him. Um, you know, I don't, I don't have a quick opinion off the top of my head on that one. Um, I know it's, I know it's past our screens before, but yeah, let me, let me do a little work on that. And then as far as the ammo, I mean, we, we don't do a lot with, um, you know, for, for various reasons, we don't do a lot with the, uh, a gun and, and ammo type of investments. I mean, it's a very interesting market. I've looked at it a lot of times, but I but I think there is opportunity there. You know, wherever there's shortages, whatever there's demand, uh, there's definitely a, a reason to look at those investments. So I'd say that's not a bad trend to look at. And and if it's something that interests you for your portfolio, I think that might make some sense. And and Bob, I have to come back on the other stock. All right. Well, thanks for your call. Again, Walt Secura taking your calls at 330-673-1234. Uh, again, astute listeners may have mentioned that the uh, name of Walt's firm has been modified to the AKW Group uh, from uh, Akron Wealth Advisors because they've added an office in uh, Pennsylvania. 
Washington, Pennsylvania. So, Walt, uh, tell us again about that office, about your team. Hopefully everybody is staying healthy and uh, taking the proper COVID precautions. As we said, we have wrapped up yet another COVID month, and uh, I guess some of this is becoming second nature to us. Yeah, Bob. I, we're, we're excited about the opportunity there in Washington, PA. It's uh, an area of market that I you know worked in a long time uh, when I had my independent RIA I uh, did a lot of business over in that in that area. It's very similar to Northeast Ohio. I mean, even though they love the Steelers over there, we, you know, well, I think half of us love the Browns <laughs> over here. The half of us still love the Steelers over here. But it's a, you know, it's a, it's a really nice market, good people. Um, Susan Marshall, who I've known for many, many years, a colleague, uh, and I were able to put an agreement together where, you know, I'm helping her out, bringing our portfolios and some of our expertise uh, you know, to her clients and to that market, um, as we mentioned, you know, we have a women's group that we work with through that that area and other clients that we we have over in that area. So that's yeah, an exciting opportunity for us. And it's 136 miles from here to there. I've made that drive hundreds of times, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's it's a fun little drive to do. It's it definitely clears the mind as, as you make the drive. Um, and in this COVID world, you know, getting out in the car is is kind of nice at times. Uh, been locked up in this office quite a bit since February, but uh, our team is doing well. Um, you know, everybody continues to be healthy, and you know, we're continuing to practice the social distance. Uh, you know, the the right uh, methodology and taking the precautions. You know, when we're meeting with clients, a lot of time wearing the mask and you know, making them feel comfortable, keeping the distancing, and and you know, making sure that uh, we're we're doing things the way they need to be done. Uh, we've also expanded our use of technology. I did have an older client. Um, they wanted to do a Zoom meeting. I, it was kind of fun, uh, you know, and they, we don't mind trying those things. And, you know, where people are willing to to expand and, and jump into the technology, it, it definitely creates another way to operate and communicate. And, you know, we have a lot of clients spread around the United States. So for us, it's, it's a great way to still see people. So the technology is actually helping us in some ways, uh, and we're definitely embracing it. That's excellent to hear because people are indeed becoming more adept to some of these uh, techniques, again, forced in many cases by the pandemic, but I don't think those are going to go away even after the pandemic is uh, resolved because I think a lot of folks are realizing that's not a bad way to do business, it's more convenient, uh, it takes less time, no travel time, and I think it's going to be a, a part of how everybody's going to be doing business for uh, for the foreseeable future. So, again, kind of spurred on by the by the pandemic, but inevitably it was going to be that, uh, I think, be in that situation anyway. Yeah, I think so, Bob. I, I think you have to make sure you allot a little time for the technology, um, making sure that people get a good connection. It's a, little, it's a little different, you know, like just when you do a meeting in person, you know, you you leave the office a little bit early. I, I was always an early, you know, arrival. I didn't like to be late to anything so i'd always leave a little bit early and you know to make sure i got to the meetings on time same thing with the the technology you almost have to plan ahead make sure that people have the right connections that they haven't used it before you know probably a lot some time that it might take a, you know a couple efforts to get connected and you know maybe walking them through the process uh and, and, you know, my support staff does a great job here with that, and they do a great job with the DocuSign. You know, we have a lot of older clients that I never thought they'd sign anything electronically, and our support staff here, you know, Allison Heim and uh, Abby Talbot and, and uh, Dara Schechter, I mean, they do an amazing job just walking clients through this technology. They have such incredible patience and uh, take the time with people and, 
you know, make it less intimidating. I think a lot of times people are just intimidated because they haven't tried something before. And I think it's just having that soft touch and, and working through with people. So I have an incredible amount of respect and pride uh, for the way that, you know, my support staff uh, handles and works with people on the technology. And, of course, uh, what hasn't changed is your affiliation with the R.W. Baird Company, which uh, enables you to get to, uh, access to information and help for your clients on private wealth management, investment banking, uh, financial planning, estate plans, uh, tax reviews, uh, RMD illustrations, Roth conversions, uh, Social Security analyses, stock options, transaction tax analyses, uh, of course, with, uh, to tax reviews. Now, if any people took the extensions that were offered to them uh, in this year, and uh, so October, I believe, is going to be the, the final filing date for a lot of folks to file their taxes. And then they're looking forward to next year for, for tax planning. And again, that's the kind of advice that can help people decide whether or not to buy or sell in their portfolio, what, uh, how, what the timing to do that properly, and, and to, you know, minimize the, the tax bite, uh, in the, in these investment products. Absolutely. I mean, I think, uh, working close with, uh, someone's tax advisor or, you know, reviewing the tax situation with with the clients, at least you know, under, letting them understand where they stand as far as their what they've earned year to day, what their capital gains may look like. Um, you know, making sure they're taking advantage of the deductions that are available to them. If they can fund an IRA, if they can maybe increase the contribution in their their employer plan if they're still working. Um, taking advantage even of HSA plans. I mean, there's so many things that you can do, Bob. To to help, you know, modify, minimize that tax uh, burden, um, making sure that you don't get surprised. I think the biggest mm-hmm. complaint I hear is people just get surprised, you know, and uh, they weren't communicated with, and all of a sudden they, they get a big uh, tax bill when they meet with their accountants, and, and people don't like that. You know, they, they want to make sure they plan ahead. And you can do that by planning ahead, and again, consulting somebody like a, like a Walt and his team to, to give you that guidance before you make any decisions before it's uh, essentially uh, too late. And again, this was a very novel year because of the novel COVID-19 virus. You had changes in the required minimum distribution you know, laws and other other changes too. And they, some of those may may go into 2021 also. But it's uh, if you're not familiar with those changes, uh, you didn't know exactly how it would impact you. I think that'd be a good time to call call you, Walt, and uh, and talk with you and have uh, have your people look at how any of those changes might impact that individual situation. Absolutely. Yeah, we have a great team here. You know, not only our team, but Baird and, and the intellectual intelligence that is through the firm. Um, you know, we have 4,600 employees. We have a great wealth planning uh, department in Milwaukee that, and, you know, we can you know, take these uh, situations and send them over and get another set of eyes on them. And, you know, a lot of these people have incredible backgrounds. You know, they're certified financial planners. Some of them even, you know, they were CPAs or attorneys or, you know, they have that background. So they have an incredible ability to review and help us make sure that we're, you know, framing things up and giving people the best advice that we possibly can. And as I always say, you know, I, I, I know a lot of things and then I know what I don't know. And I, I'm the first one to reach out to somebody when I need help and, you know, make sure we get the right experts involved so we get the best answer for the clients that we have. And of course, Walt, the week to come, it's going to be the beginning of the fourth quarter. Again, September ends, October begins. And once again, traditionally, historically, October can be a very volatile month for the market. Uh, we can see some of our biggest changes in October going back even to the Great Depression because it is the fourth quarter and many of the big institutional investors are looking at uh, positioning themselves for the end of the year for their you know best tax advantage and taking their profits. So it looks like apparently we're going to continue to see some volatility 
throwing into that the election and some of the other uncertainties, that I don't think the volatility is going to go away. No, we're going to have a lot of volatility. That's one thing I, I'm pretty sure of. You know, the volatility is there. Um, you know, we've seen it this year. It can come back fast. I think, uh, you know, again, there's a lot of people out there that, you know, want to get back into the market. There's probably some people that want to get out. And, uh, you know, you always have, for every buyer, you got a seller, and you always have a different opinion. And, and again, you can uh, find out more about it and listening once more every single Sunday here at 830 to listen to Walt Secure Live on Invest Wisely, talking about the market and investments. And once more, if you'd like to call him during the week about your own market investment positions, 234-466-7476, 234-466-7476, toll free at 844-388-4953, AKW Groups. That's what it's called now, the AKW Group with offices in Fairlawn and Washington, Pennsylvania, 234-466-7476, Walt Secura. Once again, good talking to you. Have a great week. Talk to you next Sunday. Thanks, Bob. During today's broadcast, the following individual stocks were mentioned and discussed. Amazon.com, symbol AMZN. Generac Holdings, Inc., symbol GNRC. Nike, Inc., symbol NKE. Peloton Interactive, Inc., symbol PTON. And Tesla, Inc., symbol TSLA. Please note that Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated makes a market in all of the securities of these companies discussed during today's broadcast. In addition, Robert W. Barrett and Company Incorporated and or its affiliates managed or co-managed a public offering of securities of Generac Holdings, Inc., symbol GNRC, in the past 12 months.